It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. During a pandemic, in this period of isolation, financial uncertainty, and social upheaval, where do we go and what do we do to stay positive and hopeful? Ten years ago, to combat depression, today's special guest, Deborah Hawkins, began blogging on things she found herself grateful for. She consciously chose to give attention to experiences and realizations that lifted her mood and wrote short reflections on it. Often snapping a photo in the moment to accompany her words, she posted almost every week. By intention, she chose to contemplate things that supported her values, made life easier or more enjoyable. After reading her first 100 posts, she realized she tended to write about a handful of themes, always making connections. She realized how much easier it was to connect with good feelings when she knew what to look for. She developed a simple process anyone can adapt to elevate their own mood and enter new situations with the ability to see something that is personally meaningful in any moment. Deborah Hawkins is the author of The Best of No Small Thing, Mindful Meditations, a collection of favorite posts from her blog, and Practice Gratitude to Transform Your Life, Making the Uplifting Experience of Gratitude Intentional. An experienced speaker and group facilitator, she has given presentations to professional associations, delivered sales and customer service training to corporate clients, and has been a popular director of small groups on a variety of personal growth topics. Recently, she started to offer a two-session interactive workshop online covering her mindful approach to gratitude. Um, Good morning, Deborah. Welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Good morning, Randy. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's my pleasure. So I touched upon your story about how all this came about, Um, but maybe there's some things you want to add or maybe you want to elaborate more on. Thank you. Um, I want to also thank you for um, having the show and for creating this format. I realize uh, callers and listeners are interested in little tips or ideas that could help them in their own healing, but I also know that it's important for some of your experts and guest authors to tell their story. So I thank you for creating this. Um, You're welcome. Just a few extra bits to kind of add into what you explained about my background. Um, I am 63 years old now. I grew up in the 60s and 70s in the suburb of Chicago. I suffered um, some level of abuse when I was young, 
and it was pretty much normalized my household. And I became very, uh, I had a strong tendency to get depressed or sad. And so I mentioned this not so much to go into my psychology as to give a little background about why this discovery I made was so important to me. So as I grew up, I didn't really have a strong career path. I didn't. Uh, I was married, but for a very short time, I didn't have a easy tendency to form relationships, intimate relationships, and I think a lot of that came back to this feeling of being shut off, shutting off from my emotions. And um, I hit kind of a low point about 12 years ago. I The economy was very bad, and I moved to another state to kind of jumpstart my career, and I had problems doing that. I didn't find work easily, and I moved back to Chicago. Um, At that point, um, I was in a car accident, and I couldn't walk for several months, and I had other situations that made it a very low point in my life. So um, I decided consciously to try to look for little things to uplift my mood and my spirits. And I started writing these reflections about these little experiences from daily life that really meant a lot to me or I started um, really resonating with. And that started changing my life. Um, As you said, um, I... After doing this for a while, I read my first hundred blogs, and I realized that I tended to write about certain themes. So I brought an additional level of mindfulness to the process that I not only was conscious of really being in the moment thoroughly to understand what it was that I felt grateful for, uh, once I knew those things, I was able to go into new experience, new situations rather with the idea that um and with a lot of confidence that I could see something I really could appreciate in that circumstance. Okay. Wow. You know, your story up until um the point in which you decided to find gratitude in small things or s- small things to um make you feel better. Um, your story is so much like many of my listeners as well as mine. So we can all really relate to that setup, what it does for us in our future, what it does for us in with our adult emotions and relationships and um, career and all those things. So um, this is this is excellent. A lot of people can relate to you. So we're talking about gratitude, and gratitude has been talked about a lot. But um, there's some things that you said in your book, uh, Practice Gratitude, Transform Your Life, that I want to um, touch upon. So you say, when a person is aware of what is likely to make him or her feel grateful, 
based on past experiences, it becomes almost a reflex to understand new circumstances in that context, to automatically identify things in your immediate surroundings that make your life easier or more meaningful or more enjoyable. Can you elaborate on that, please? Sure. Um, My process or my approach to gratitude um, really centers around coming up with your own personal gratitude themes. So what I went through in my process, and I didn't set out to do this, but it sort of came naturally to me because I am very observant and reflective, and it's natural to me to want to learn from experiences. So after I wrote these, started writing these blogs, and I could... I wrote about little things like the difference between lemons and limes or how I really loved that my refrigerator had an ice maker in it. (laughs) So it it didn't have to be a big thing. It could be a very small little daily observance that really uplifted me. So I examined some of those things, and I really read uh, the 100 blogs with a lot of intention, a lot of openness, actually, to learn about this. And I decided that um, I tended to write about certain themes. So some of my themes had to do with belonging or winning things or getting things for free. They could be small things like winning the Super Bowl pool or getting a free uh, coupon on an online offer or something like that. It could be small things, but I actually distilled those things that I wrote about into themes that could be broadly applied to different situations. So now I can go into new situations or even just find myself home and say, ask myself, how are any of my themes showing up? So, like, it's remarkable that, like, I could be at a store in a line (laughs) waiting to check out, and I could ask myself, how are any of my themes uh, present in the situation? And I could feel a strong sense of belonging because I'm in the line with somebody else, and I can tap into, like, feelings of having exercised my choice or something else, getting something on sale. So even in little unexpected situations, if they know what I'm looking for, if I, how my themes might be showing up in this situation, I'm more likely to find it and connect to those good feelings. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, So you say you started living, to sum it up, the intention of having a positive consciousness. So that's really what you were describing, right? Just being conscious of all the things around you that are good, even the smallest thing. Like, you know, when I get into bed at night, I always say, you know, thank you, because the gift of just having a bed is so wonderful and a roof over my head. I mean, I appreciate that so much. There are people that don't have that. So, um, Everything is a gift, and everything we can be grateful for. We all have so much to be grateful for, even in the worst times, right? 
Definitely. There was one quote from Eckhart Tolle that really inspired me a lot in my practice. And I might not have the words exact, but it's basically um, acknowledging the good that is already in your life is the foundation for all abundance. So I really feel that um, the things we love or the things we can appreciate, are always present. There's something in our environment, even in difficult situations, that we could really find uplifting. And it's up to each of us to make the decision and to get to know ourselves so we could find those things and give more attention to them. So let's talk about reflection. Um, so reflection, you say, is, a fundament, is fundamental to developing a gratitude habit. And that's by, why writing is an indispensable ally. So how do we use writing to help us with our gratitude practice? Sure. Um, I realize some people aren't writers and don't like to write naturally, so... I maybe had a head start on some of that. But um, it starts actually before you start writing, just by asking yourself questions. Like if you're having an experience and you notice you're really enjoying it, you really feel uplifted by it, good to ask, what is it exactly that gives you this feeling? What really uplifts you? And maybe you'll get an answer and you'll, follow up with another question, what's behind that? Is that really the, the essence, the core of what is really uplifting me? And so you start like um, formulating a thought about uh, being grateful, and you start really understanding how it works in your life. But I also think writing is very important because it's a chance to actually see your thoughts like before they <laughs> disappear like Snapchat, you know, <laughs> things <laughs> uh, before a thought disappears. It's wonderful to record your thoughts so that you could actually see what you're feeling, what you're seeing and what you're feeling. And I think that's very important, not only for the aspect of putting things down so you could see them, but so that you have a permanent record and can actually go back and look to what you are thinking at a particular point in time and decide, well, do I want to continue thinking that or can I adopt it, adapt it to my benefit? So I think writing is very helpful. In specific, when it comes to gratitude, I recommend writing stories because that really not only captures a thought and some information, but it really captures the feeling of something, the feeling of an experience. And that's really what you want to connect to when you hope to uplift yourself through gratitude, through noticing your grateful moments. I agree with you that writing is very important, even for people who are not writers and don't really enjoy it. Um, writing down thoughts can 
do so many things for us. So for you, it's a way of experiencing gratitude. Um, sometimes it's a way of relieving worrying or anxiety because when we write it down, then it's, it's the thought is out. It's there. We don't have to carry it around with us all day. So there's many, um, many benefits of writing down our thoughts. You say gratitude evolves when time collapses, when you're in a state of timelessness. So what do you mean by time collapses? Well, that's definitely um, an experience or an association I have with gratitude. Some people might not experience gratitude from the same kinds of um, stimulus or same um, experiences. But um, for me, it's like being in the flow. Um, I, uh, I would talk a lot to people about my love for baseball. So one of the things I love about baseball is that um, it uses innings as a structure of experiences or activity as opposed to a time clock. So um, you're out of time. <laughs> you're operating outside of time, rather. Um, oh, wow. So, so um, I could... When in a, a state where I appreciate what is happening, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, regardless of a past or future or what I have to do or what I did, <laughs> and I could be fully in that moment, I feel things more deeply. I think more, most people do, I believe, when they're really into an experience. And there's something about being in flow, being in this state of timelessness, that's really wonderful to me. It's magical. <laughs> it's really interesting what you said about um, baseball, and I never thought about that. That is very, very interesting um, because time is, is um, man-made, and, um, and actually being in the moment is the only way we can be if we want to be happy because – the future past and we can't go back and we can't go forward we might as well enjoy every moment as we live it and find the positive in it and be grateful you know it's um it's important as we go through our day to say thank you for every little thing that we get or ask for you know some i'm big on asking for parking spaces i love to do that and it's so amazing how they open up for me when I need them. And um, and I just always say, thank you. I appreciate that. You're the best. <laughs> um, but all little things, every time something goes my way, I just say a little thank you to acknowledge it. Um, and when we are grateful for small things, more things come our way, right? Well, I, I think that's true. Um my experience when I started to write more was that um, it became easier to do. The more I um, wrote things down, the more I enjoyed having the experience of writing and reflecting on those positive things. But also, the more I knew what I was looking for, it became easier <laughs> to think about, like, I was always thinking about, well, what can I write about? 
and I would see things very easily in my life. I want to get back to that um, idea of parking spaces and my approach being a little different than um, many people's approach to gratitude. And that is um, rather than looking at being um, pleased or happy with some outcome that I didn't have much control over, I really think it's really um, behooves people to understand themselves and their values and understand what their themes might be so they could actually go into situations and find something to be grateful for. They are not depending on something going their way or some uh -huh. a pleasing outcome. Very, so I think like great so I think having a pleasing outcome and the old fashioned way um like Oprah's gratitude journal and Emmons and McCullough did research on this back 20 years ago or something they were university professors. I think many people know about their study. They had three different groups of people, and they one group would write down end each day with writing like lists of 20 things that happened to them that day that they were happy about. And then the second group would write 20 things that they were neutral, they felt neutral about. And the third group wrote things that they were annoyed about. So uh, they found that uh, the people that wrote down things that they were happy about tended to be, or pleased about, or grateful about, tended to be happier. And they came up with like some percentage. I don't know how, how they figured <laughs> that. And I think that those lists are a great way to climb the pump to start a creating a positive consciousness, but that's not really even approaching the true power of gratitude in my um, philosophy, and that is to understand yourself so well that you could go into situations and really find something in the situations to be grateful for, that you're not really depending on something going your way, like getting a parking spot or finding out the thing you wanted to get at the store is on sale or finding it's free day at the museum or something like that. Those are all great things, and it's wonderful to ask God or source or whatever or the universe for help for assistance, but it's really personally empowering if you know what um, you can do to be grateful. Mm. That's so profound, Deborah. Thank you, thank you. That's um, that's. I I really like your approach. I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, it's a simple way for us to be happy, for us to live in the moment. Um, so to developing a gratitude habit and appreciate appreciative orient, um, orientation to life is um, you list a couple of things and um, I don't know if you have your book in front of you but I'm going to just read them develop an understanding for what kinds of experiences have triggered and triggered deep and authentic feelings of gratitude in you categorize those experiences by broad theme 
observe what's happening in any moment, and ask yourself how any of your gratitude themes might be present. Reflect on the specific experience in the present. What's special about it? What gives you pleasure? How does this particular experience help you understand what you value? Feel your appreciation fully. And then rinse, lather, and repeat. <laughs> That's cute. Um, so just, just sort of to recap a lot of what you were saying. Yes. Um, it's a simple process. But uh, I can't say exactly uh, that it's easy. You have to be willing to do a little inner work. Um, I'll give you an example. Somebody in my in a workshop I held, um, I asked, what do you remember any moments of gratitude or any moments that you could uh, experiences that you feel grateful for? And he said, um, I love cooking. And I go, well, cooking is not actually broadly <laughs> a broad theme. Let's go into that a little bit more. What do you love about cooking? So some things that came up were that it's a sense pleasure, this enjoyment about eating and smelling food. And uh, another thing that came up, well, cooking can be nurturing. So a lot of people are really really feel good when they could nurture themselves or other people. And there's also the aspect of self-care. Like, um, it's good to cook things that you know are good for you. So that can be um, part of this equation. But we actually identified that the reason this person really loved cooking was creative expression. He felt that when he was cooking, he could adapt a recipe or do something that, or work with ingredients he just happened to have in the house. You know, um, before he did this before Chopped, the TV show Chopped. Um, he'd put things together, and he got incredible pleasure out of that. So, I recommend to look at your what you know about yourself, what you might to be like grateful experiences in general, but then to go into them a little bit more and understand what specifically about that experience really makes you feel wonderful and understand that. And then um, think of that in a one or two word theme, like that you could actually put, use in a different situation. So you don't have to be cooking to appreciate creative expression. It could be applied to getting out of traffic, like figuring out a way to drive home in a different route or other things you might do, like that you are applying your creativity to solve a problem. And it could be a great um, source of pleasure but it really helps when you know that that's a source of gratitude for you and you think of applying it to the situation you're in. You know, you have provoked so much in me. <laughs> I'm starting to think about all the things I enjoy. Well, I mean, um, if you'd yeah. like, a th can you think about um, something you know about yourself that you like to do that makes you feel grateful? So... I love to make jewelry. 
what about making jewelry? Do you especially like the tactile, you know, sense of working with your hands, or is it the creative expression, or um, the thought it's that the you're going the, to wear wear it later, or something right. like that? It's, it's the creative expression, um, and that is a theme that goes on throughout my life because I write as well. And so for me, every day must have some source of creativity or I'm not happy. So I know that about myself. I know that I must express myself creatively um, because that's what lights me up. But also, I like working with the colors of the stones and the crystals and things like that. I like um, putting them together and you know, seeing how beautiful they can come out. So... There's a lot right. that I like. um, It's interesting when you talk about your own personal experience, we could um, identify something you know about yourself that you like this thing. And there's many things I'm hearing that come up for me in terms of what might be themes for you. So creative expression is one. Beauty might be another that you're really touched or affected by things that are beautiful. And um, another thing that is one of my themes is surprise. It's like I'm so happy when I enter into a situation and I don't really know what's supposed to happen, and I get a result. I get an experience that is beyond my any expectations, and I really love to be surprised. I don't know if that's true for you, but I think creative expression and beauty, and there might be other things if you looked into this um, activity of making jewelry a little bit more, um, spend a little more time with it, and think of what themes you could learn about yourself from this, and then you could apply that to like all sorts of situations. Maybe you're taking a walk or you're in a store or you're with a friend, and you could actually think about how beauty or how creative expression or how surprise or another any other theme that is true for you comes up in that circumstance. Mm. Okay. Great, 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 great. Okay. Um, you talk about practice. You know, I realized that I set up this show for 45 minutes instead of an hour. So um, if we can't get it all done in 45 minutes, then, um, you know, we'll do it again. But I think we can. I think we can. So um, a few words about practice. Okay. The word practice is loaded. Why is the word practice loaded? Um, I think people have the association with practice as as in practice makes perfect, as in practice is something you do in order to attain mastery at something. And I think of practice as basically a way of life. Um, practice is being mind to me is the same as being mindful. Practice is about doing something with uh, an awareness and attention so that you could consciously refine and adapt how you do that thing to make it easier or more effective or a different experience. So I think of practice as a continual process, and I think of gratitude that way also. 
It's not like, oh, you have a grateful moment. Great. That's wonderful. It's using those moments and your understanding of them to experience more of them. Wow. Wow. This is amazing. You know, I've never really thought about this, and I've really never heard anybody um, talk about gratitude this way. This is just, um, this is a gift to all of us, I believe. It's not so difficult to do. It really isn't so difficult to do. Um, I want to make sure we talk about this book, Practice Gratitude, Transform Your Life. So uh, in this book, you have, you'll you'll do a chapter, you'll explain something, and then you have a work section, um, a place where we can write um, and to, to put all these feelings down, thoughts and feelings down, and exercises and things like that. Um, it's a really a great workbook, and it, we, you really do guide us through it. So, uh, was this? How long did it take you to to write this book? <laughs> it's funny. Um, I started doing workshops probably about five years ago, and without this book, and I just did a few of them, and I stopped doing this, and I just wrote, kept up my blog, and then um, about a year or two ago, it really felt important to try to get this to share this discovery and this awareness and so i was more deliberate about uh, creating exercises and activities around what i've learned from my own practice and speaking on it or giving small workshops i haven't really i'm just now starting to do this in a more deliberate way um offer like online little uh, experiences so that's kind of new but um i had like professionally one of the many things i did in my career was uh training design so i didn't think that it was really um the end all career at the time but it was very natural for me and i think very useful in what i'm doing as i move forward so I would uh, invent exercises to try to um, give people the experience of concepts. So in, uh, this is what I did a little bit professionally. So I would write, um, invent exercises for salespeople or for customer service people to understand how to like um, come to an agreement with somebody else. So I really... W- had the practice of looking at like a basic transaction or activity and really understanding how to break it down, how to make steps out of it. You really did. You really have broken it down. So what do we do if we feel stuck? I mean, I know that you've, um, and, and actually in this book, you give us lots of different ways to, um, to find gratitude, but, what happens if we just can't think of anything? What do we do? Well, I think actually now, and I don't know if this is an exact parallel, but I think of now during COVID and during the pandemic, a lot of people are very depressed, very um, feeling very helpless, feeling powerless. And um, 
I really go back to developing your list of themes. So I recommend everybody develop a list of themes that are reflective of them. And no two, two people have the same themes. I believe everybody has personal gratitude themes. And I believe that if you um, really give some thought and attention to developing and understanding some themes for you, then you can practice even in difficult situations um, using those themes to reconnect you with good feelings. I'll give you a little example of something that's become a habit for me during COVID. Um, I tend to watch MS NBC a lot. And often I watch Nicole Wallace, which has which is an afternoon show. She ends most of her broadcasts by using a segment called Lives Well Lived. She would do it like a five minute profile on somebody who just recently died and their family or coworkers or friends would send them a little biographical material. So I Sometimes it would bring me to tears, but I would yet be grateful for these moments because I felt, feel rather, that I'm sharing this morning experience with other people, people I don't know. But um, because one of my themes, this is particular to me, is belonging, even though this is sad, I'm grateful for this experience. Because watching this show, watching this segment, connects me to feeling belonging with other people, even if it's mourning over somebody. So right. it, I still feel grateful for it. And in your book, you also have tips um, um, to help us identify what we're grateful for. Think of a tool or convenience you use every day. Um, what would you miss the most? Um, right. A, a good friend or I, someone um, that you see every day? Yeah. Right. First things first. I created yeah. tips, and actually um, on my blog, which is called nosmallthing.net, every week I post a new um, blog, a new reflection. There might be 700 or 800 words. They're not really long. And um, I will also offer a tip and basically, I have different categories for my tips. Some are related to helping a person identify what they're grateful for. Some things might be about um, writing, how to uh, write for emotional connection. This might be for other people, but it could also be for you, like how to write a little story about that experience so that when you reread it later, you really feel something about it. You get a good feeling from it. And another thing would I would be going deeper to really use some exercises to understand the core of your why you're grateful for something. So I have yeah, I include it in my book, but I also include new new um exercises every week. So for you um, 
Yeah, gratitude is just, uh, you just have a different um, approach to it. Um, and as you said, it's not about being grateful for things that happen. It's about finding gratitude in every little thing. And we can all do that. We can all find that, and it'll just spark our day, right? You know. But the thing about gratitude is, and, and so this is kind of where, what I was getting at before, um, they say that when you're grateful for things, more things come your way. So that's a really different approach than yours because you're saying they're already there, right? Yeah, um, I believe that. It's not that, like, when you – are grateful and when you're aware of what makes you grateful you're more likely to see things so um like things you've experienced when you're grateful about things do more things actually happen to you that you could be grateful about maybe but it's not necessarily the core it's not what i would uh, recommend putting your attention in because Again, um, being grateful for these, like, good weather or spontaneous things that are outside your control. By all means, enjoy them. <laughs> and by giving conscious appreciation to things, that becomes a more natural part of your life. And it becomes more uh, dominant as a mo- a predominant as a mood. But I really recommend not only thinking about gratitude as a short-term jolt of good feelings, but I think the real power of gratitude is be able to take control of your mood and be more optimistic, not depend on pleasing outcomes. Right. You could just right. look yeah. at what's happening to you and um, identify something you can appreciate maybe it's not perfect and maybe you don't love it but there are usually things you could appreciate in the current uh moment and that's up to you to expand on that and to live give more consciousness to that i think that's a healthy way to live Good. It, it, I think it is, too. So um, we're pretty much out of time, but um, the best of no small things and practice gratitude, these are available um, everywhere books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or right. just on well, your website. Well, it's only because I self-published. It's only available on from online booksellers. So okay. it would be um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble online. So you're not okay. going to find it in the stores currently. <clears throat> so that's one thing. I also want to mention um, on the blog, which is, again, noswongthing.net, there's um, a section uh, on the right. There will be, like, follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. So there's other information. On Instagram, I try to post pictures with little things to think about, like, Putting your toe in the ocean—it's no small thing. <laughs> All right, we're going you know, to little, we're gonna have to stop. We're sure. going to have to stop. <clears throat> um, and your website is nosmallthing.net, and so I encourage everybody to visit Deborah's website. Um, Thank you. This is so inspiring for all of us. Yes, we are all stuck. Yes, we need a perk. We need something to pick us up. So uh, this is just so meaningful at this time. Thank you for um, 
for this process. Thank you for your books, and thank you for being my guest today. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Randy. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So we, bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. And by the way, on um, November 6th, I have Beth Lynch back. She is a psychic. So you can call in and get readings. The number to call will be 424-220-1801. Look forward to you visiting me again. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.